Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green is being presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Tantera Golf Club. Briarwood Country Club and Lancaster Country Club. A hole in one, not big. Now it's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Good morning, everybody. It is another Saturday, and that means another edition of the Tee to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. My name is Brian Cozio. Hope everybody's having a good week. We welcome in, as always, Kevin Sylvester and PGA Pro Jeff Metis for another edition of the best spot here in Western New York for local golf talk and another week that has been Kevin. Hopefully people maybe have gotten out and played some golf this week. We did have some nice days. It's going to be a gorgeous weekend. So uh, maybe some golf on the horizon for many of our listeners here. Yes. uh, Well, I mean, you know, I've played. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know you've played and yes, I just hope everybody who goes out and plays this weekend uh, as you're heading out this morning to go play, or if you're playing tomorrow, that you just uh, you abide by the rules. It's tough. It's you know. Um, I remind myself when I play with my friends. Um, uh, you know what? I can't get close for this conversation. Just need to speak louder. Um, old habits, you know, are easy to jump into, but times are different. So just abide by the rules. So uh, you, you avoid any difficult conversations amongst other members of your club. Um, or people driving by in their car just looking for uh, anything to blow golfers in for, like, ah, they were too close. Um, you know, and the easy rule of thumb, and Jeff, uh, you tell me if you agree with this, the easiest thing I've found to keep my distance, I envision and I'm holding my driver and I extend my arm. That's as far away as I need to be from somebody at all times on the golf course. That distance between my shoulder and the tip of the driver if I was holding it out laterally. Yeah, the, the only two spots where it's really a problem, I think, are on the tee and on the green. Uh, yes. Those guys, it's an Easter egg hunt. They're looking around out there. They're arguing in the woods. They're trying to find their ball, and you don't get too, too close to anybody. Um, but I'm seeing a glimmer of hope is what I'm starting to feel a little excited. I feel like the weather's turning. I feel like even if we don't have this thing squared away yet, we're every day we're getting closer to the end of it. Um, and with the weather turning and golf courses being able to open and May 15th, uh, we'll see what the, what the governor says there about, uh, going forward with all this, but, uh, but I'm excited about the possibilities of 
finally being able to get out there. I love to walk when I play golf. I'm looking forward to walking later today. I'm going to try to play today. Um, so for me, it's, it's, it's just something that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it, and I can't wait to actually get back out there and play golf. And I don't think the social distancing will be that difficult. I know a lot of people rely on carts to play golf, but unfortunately right now that's, that's not in the cards. So maybe walk nine if you can. But, um, yeah, let's just enjoy the, the chance we're going to have here to take a walk shortly and, uh, and try to find the positives in it instead of saying, oh, we can't do this, we can't do that. But guess what we can do? We can play golf. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. Coming up here over the course of the hour here on Tee to Green, uh, we'll get you our Western New York PGA tip of the week talking about wedge play. Uh, our usual features, our PGA Tour leaderboard, Champions Tour report, Ryder Cup report, all coming up. Uh, in our second segment today, great interview uh, we've got lined up with Dan Antonucci, the head PGA pro from Niagara Frontier Golf Club. Dan is also the Western New York PGA president. So some good insight. Uh, on his golf course and what he's been dealing with um, as a representing, of course, the Western New York PGA. And uh, I know that that golf course, guys, when we went to it last year, I know we wish we were there this week doing the show. We hope we'll get there later in the, in the summer um, to do our show. But, uh, boy, what a gem it is. And uh, some unique holes up there with a different layout. And, um, you know, when we recorded the interview with Dan, which you'll hear coming up next segment, too, he talked about all the different lies and different kind of shots you'll have to hit. So it's a fun course to play, Kevin. I, I know we enjoyed it, and hopefully we'll get a chance to play it soon. You know, I, I'm glad you use those words, fun, or that word fun. Um, you know, there are golf courses that you get to play um, because you love the beauty of the golf course. I think all golf courses are pretty. I mean, like, they're all <laughs> well landscaped and such. Um, but, you know, like, some just have uh, some, some majestic qualities to them. Some have, are more difficult to play and a greater challenge for you, so you want to challenge yourself four around and, and others are just fun to play and I put Niagara Frontier in that category it's fun golf course to play it's a little different than it used to uh you know all, all the holes are, are different like nothing's really the same there uh and there are a lot of birdie opportunities so I, I find it a fun golf course to play uh always enjoy my time up there and yes that is one where you get the opportunity to go do it uh go and play and it's not a tough walk either um you know, that's, uh, that's one of the things that's, I think it's a fairly doable walk for most golfers. Jeff, um, you have also served in the same position that Dan currently is in as Western PGA president. Mm -hmm. So not only being in charge of you, which is a tough job enough, but he's in charge of all the other golf professionals in Western New York. So um, <laughs> tell everybody what his job would entail. You know, he's going to lead, uh, he's going to lead the board for the Western New York PGA that makes the decisions. I think we have 265 various categories of members in the Western New York. We're one of the smaller sections. Uh, I think we're 39th out of 41 as far as size goes. So he's in a lot of meetings. He's interacting a lot with national, and we're going to get most of our guidance from national. Now, well, actually, that's not correct because we're getting our guidance from state right now and then county. But national helps us out. So there's always, um, there's always interaction with the national PGA, and there's always programs and things. You know, a couple of years ago, we started the HOPE program in our section, and we these get golf ready programs and all these different programs that the PJ is launching. So he's going to be on the forefront of that and, and initiating these programs and making sure they're administered properly and mustering people and, and, you know, just being a leader for, um, for the people who lead golf clubs. So he's like the golf pro to the golf pro, like Steve Bartkowski would be. And it's a, it's, it's a fun job. You do learn a lot. You know, I served 14 years or so on our board and it made me a better golf professional. And, it, and I learned a ton because you're around the best and the brightest all the time. And, 
And it's, you know, what's great about golf is the people. And he's one of those people that makes golf fun. So that's what I really enjoyed about when I was president. All right, so we'll have that interview coming up with Dan Antonucci from Niagara Frontier coming up in our second segment here on Tee to Green, which is presented by the Western New York PGA, Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, uh, Michelob Ultra, Custom Turf, Jim Beam, and our home clubs, Tantara Golf Club, Briarwood Country Club, and Lancaster Country Club. Uh, we're going to get to our normal weekly features here in one moment, but you mentioned the state, Governor Cuomo's messaging. We know the state regs are changing every day, it seems like, at times with part of our lives but uh, with golf courses especially we know one thing that was cleared up this week and boy did it have some discussion on social media was the use of carts and uh, Kevin I know your Twitter feed was blown up I was watching it and <laughs> getting a chance to comment from others uh, but as of this recording that we're doing remotely by the way and safely there is to be no golf court uh, gar no motorized golf carts uh, on courses Kevin and I know it's not fair for everybody. We are not here saying that this is fair, but this is what it is. So we are, as a tee to green team, encouraging everyone to follow them. Yes, and even previous to that press conference, we as a tee to green team advocated. Matter of fact, there was one public course that was advertising they're going to use carts last week, and we, through our Twitter account, asked them not to. Uh, and yes, and... So when the governor came out and said no carts, I just simply tweeted out, no carts means no carts. And boy, people are all over me about it. And listen, I, do I think carts can be used safely? Absolutely, I do. Do I feel for those who are unable to walk due to various physical ailments? Um, yes, I do. I, I, listen, I'm about promoting the game of golf. Um, that's what my job is. That's what our job is here on TD Green. I'm an advocate for the game of golf. I'm an advocate for golf facilities. I want them all to be open. I want them to make money. I'm pro-business. Um, but if people are abusing the golf carts, meaning jumping in two per cart, um, that, that was a big part of it. The other part of it, you know, they're going to take golf away again. We don't want that. We, we got it back. Let's follow the rules to keep golf here. And yes, I know that limits revenue for golf courses. It limits some people who can play. And, and I'm sorry, it's not fair. But these aren't fair times, if you will, uh, right now. The other issue, too, is staff um, working on the carts. Um, you know, having staffing to clean the carts, to clean them thoroughly, uh, the expense of doing so with sanitize. Some places may not be able to get all that stuff uh, to do it. I think mean, there's other factors involved in just the golf carts. I understand why people want them. I understand why facilities want them. I understand uh, it's probably safer than grocery shopping with a grocery cart. I get that. But we have to follow the rules to keep our game playing right now. We don't make the rules. We need to follow the rules. And, and I agree, Kevin. This is this is an American thing to some degree. I, I, I think you've been to Europe, Kev. There's a lot of facilities you can't walk over there or you can't ride a cart over there. That's correct. They are walking over. Golf's a walking game. And unfortunately, the people that, you know, if they're not fit enough to walk golf courses, they're also the demographic that's most at risk for this disease. So there's a balance there. And, and I think we're going to have to get used to not having carts or a limited availability for carts for a while. I noticed that uh, I think it was New Jersey put some restrictions in place. They did 16-minute tee times and twosomes only. Now, that seems like it may be modified. Um, and I thought the states were going to work together, New York, Connecticut, Jersey. Um, but I did read that in the, in the paper. We'll see what happens there. 
but it is it is unique and we're in a unique time and if we're allowed to go out and play let's just take advantage of it but there's a reason for these rules jeff the new jersey thing i love the the out that it had um you know the two sums unless they're uh, family members living together or romantic relationships. So there's a lot of bromances now that have blossomed right. in New Jersey. <laughs> I mean, seriously. You and I have been together for years, if anybody asks. <laughs> well, you know, the interesting thing I, I think uh, going forward is, you know, for example, at one of our home clubs, Lancaster Country Club, uh, where I play, uh, our men's league, they put out a survey. They want to start the men's league. We would normally start about now. And it's going to be first week of June uh, is our target, but it's going to be walking. And so the survey was, will you still compete, you know, and play if it's walking only in men's league? Um, and believe me, there's been a couple of times I've been walking the course and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I wish I had a golf cart. Uh, <laughs> you know, but it, it is what it is right now. And when you come to club events, uh, you know, what would it be a member member tournament? You know, they, they haven't said so, but I'm just thinking out loud here. You can have tournaments, but, you know, the the other events around it, the stag dinners, the, the big soirees afterwards, those might not happen along with those tournaments. But I, I'd rather have the ability to compete uh, to be able to do so um, than not. Yep, I agree. I, I think there's just going to be some events that unfortunately just don't happen or don't have don't happen in the capacity that we normally enjoy them in. And but I think we have to take what we have right now and hope that it just continues. I think Jeff said it well. Every day we get closer to the end of this. We hope so. Um, I guess just enjoy what we have right now. Everybody follow the rules. And um, there's been some definite, some different, unique ideas and approaches uh, for some of these things in terms of keeping social distancing. We'll talk about those coming up here in the show. Uh, but before we get to our first break here, let's get our champions report in. Brought to you by Donald Ross Clothing right here on TD Green. And uh, I'm actually wearing my Donald Ross TD Green pullover right now. So it's very co very cozy to wear around the house. Uh, our champions tour report. We do have champions tour schedule now out. Uh, the PGA Tour champions announcing that their season is going to resume July 27th. And that is at the Alley Challenge in Michigan. So... The end of July for the Champions Tour up and going. We know early June is when the PGA Tour is planning to start uh, at Colonial. Uh, so about a month and a half later, then the Champions Tour players will get their official season going. And uh, there's no real update in terms of anything to the PGA Tour schedule itself. Um, our PGA Tour leaderboard brought to you by Callaway Chrome Soft. This ball is different. And also by Puma Golf Shoes. At the moment, again, it's still set for June 8th to begin uh, at Colonial. The first four events scheduled on the PGA Tour still at this moment uh, are with scheduled to be without fans. And uh, I would guess, Kevin, that'll probably stay like that. I know they said the first four, but who knows? The, the medical news we're hearing every day is changing, so who knows? Maybe we'll have good news, which is we're starting to hear some of bits and pieces of that along the way. Yeah, I... I, who knows is I think the, the best thing we can say. Nobody knows nothing, right? I used to work with a guy in Charlotte. He used to say all the time, nobody knows nothing. And uh, he's never been more right than right now. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to take our first time out. When we come back, we will be joined by Dan Antonucci, the head PGA pro from Niagara Frontier Golf Club and the Western New York PGA president. Looking forward to that. As we roll on here on T to Green, I'm Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester with me, along with PGA pro Jeff Meadows. More T to Green coming up right after this on WGR. 
You're listening to Tea to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Tantara Golf Club, Briarwood Country Club, and Lancaster Country Club. Stay tuned. More Tea to Green coming up. Why be a member of just one golf and country club and play the same golf course day in and day out? The ownership group of Briarwood Country Club in Hamburg, the Tantara Golf Club in North Tonawanda, and the Fox Valley Club in Lancaster is proud to present the only club membership in Buffalo that offers membership access to benefits to three golf and country clubs all within 30 minutes of each other. The Briarwood Country Club offers a variety of membership levels, catering not only to the avid and casual golfer, but also the non-golfer looking for private club privileges, including the Briarwood Grill Room, outdoor pool, tennis courts, social activities, and of course, Briarwood's famous 12-lane bowling alley. Tantara Golf Club in North Tonawanda is ecstatic for the year ahead, where their team is determined to provide their members with not only great golf, but also fun. Come out and enjoy a round of golf on a well-manicured golf course and be sure to stop by their one-of-a-kind bar and restaurant to experience a day as a member of Tantara. Tantara membership dues are all-inclusive, carts, driving range, and club storage all included. For more information about any of these courses, contact Don Schneider at Tantara or Ali Critelli at Briarwood today to find out more about the 2020 golf season. Welcome back here to Tee to Green. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Thanks for being with us here on WGR. And with us now, joining us via Zoom and uh, as, of course, remote broadcast as we are doing here on WGR, uh, the PGA Pro, the head pro from Niagara Frontier Golf Club and the Western New York PGA President Dan Antonucci is with us here from Niagara Frontier Golf Club. Dan, good morning. Thanks for coming on with us here. Great to see you guys. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we uh, had planned on an early May visit to uh, take our show up to Niagara Frontier Golf Club. Obviously, uh, remote broadcasts have been suspended for obvious reasons, as is a lot of the world. But um, we enjoyed coming up there last year. We hope that we'll get a chance to come back up this year at some point. But uh, tell everybody what's going on with your place up at Niagara Frontier here as you guys are dealing uh, with the COVID-19 situation. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's changing all the time. Earlier uh, in the spring, uh, early March, we had some good weather. We were able to open up the course with carts. Uh, we had a pretty good amount of play. Uh, but then Governor Cuomo uh, brought out his executive order to shut things down at all golf courses uh so basically we we uh sent all the employees home except our maintenance department and uh waited a couple weeks and then we got the okay again to open for walking only which is where we're at right now uh so basically the members can come pull in the parking lot and walk out in the course and uh play the golf course actually is in very good shape i played nine holes last saturday it's in terrific shape and uh then they just have to go to their car and leave. We ask them not to congregate in the uh, parking lot at all. Uh, so this weekend coming up, I know uh, it's going to be in the 60s and sunny, so we'll probably have a good crowd out there. But again, because of Governor Cuomo's executive order, uh, there's really no service for the members. The uh, restaurant is closed, the pro shop, locker rooms, bag storage. Uh, the only thing, driving range, we consider it open, but members can go and hit their own balls. They'd have to pick them up uh, themselves. And we've instituted all the uh, CDC regulations on social distancing and, and, and uh, you know, the, all the important factors for when people do come out to the golf course. I think social distancing is pretty easy when you're on a golf course, but 
when players congregate on the first tee and they're excited in that, uh, you know, that's, that's where they're going to have to kind of watch. So we're playing. Course is in great shape. Um, and uh, just looking forward to uh, when we can get uh, back going full time. Well, yeah. Too bad the restaurant's closed. We had the, the amazing breakfast there last year. That's the first thing I wanted to bring up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We had that steak and cheese omelet. Oh, that was great. <laughs> yeah, that, that was by yeah, our remember? chef, uh, Jimmy Palmieri. He's a, a terrific uh, chef. And uh, we, we usually don't open the restaurant until late April. So because of the uh, COVID situation, uh, we're just keeping that, that closed also. And uh, Unfortunately for us, but good for Chef uh, Jimmy, he actually has moved on and uh, has a real nice executive chef position at the Wilson Boathouse, which is a real nice uh, place up in Wilson. And uh, we're going to miss him, but we uh, hired a new chef. His name is Mario Bianca, uh, right from Italy. And uh, he, uh, he has a lot of great promise. And uh, I know he's cooked a bunch for our uh, board and everybody says it's terrific. So I'm looking forward to going to work with him. All right, Brian, that means when things are released, the kitchen's open, uh, we'll go to the boathouse for breakfast. That's right. We'll play a round of golf, and then we'll have dinner or a late lunch uh, at Niagara Frontier. Some pasta, Jeff Mario. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Pasta, right. I'm in. Food, food and golf, you don't have to twist my arm at all. I'm in for that. Right. Dan, what have, you, what have you, I guess, taken out of this situation? Um, I don't know if positive – the positive piece of it is the right word. Cause I don't know if there is a lot, but I guess, what have you learned about your course, your members, how it's run uh, that maybe going forward, you might do differently and say, Hey, you know what? I learned this through this situation that might change what I do going forward and maybe in a better way. Is there anything along these lines or maybe something you learned about your staff or your members uh, that you think you wouldn't have known had this situation arose, arose this way? Well, first off we've, uh, we've all learned new phrases that have come through this, such as social distancing and in the new normal and COVID-19 and, and such. But um, I, I think uh, what I've noticed with, with my members is that they just seem more friendly and more uh, together in backing the club because they understand what we're all going through. And, uh, you know, we, we were playing uh, earlier in the year, like I mentioned, and then it got shut down. So the second time around, I can really see the members are really following the CDC guidelines. Uh, you know, they're anxious to play, but they know if, uh, if they don't follow those, you know, and this is for all courses across New York State, that we could get shut down again. So I, I, I kind of like the atmosphere in, in what our members have done to uh, get together and really, uh, really back the club and, uh, and understand what we're going through. So as we get uh, going further with this, um, I just think it's going to bring the members uh, closer together. It's going to be a better brotherhood and sisterhood. And, you know, for, for a lot of uh, members and myself, Niagara Frontier is our second home. And, uh, you know, we, we, we love the place and we want it to succeed. And it's a terrific golf course. So um, I'm finding myself personally, um, you know, I, I've used a lot more uh, technology such as Zoom. Uh, Google Hangouts. Um, with, with Zoom, I can't believe how much I'm on during the week between uh, uh, personal stuff and, and uh, my family's down in Florida, so we do a Zoom call every week. And uh, with the Western New York PGA, we use Google Hangouts. So I think for me personally, I'll see myself using a lot more of this technology. 
Uh, in fact, I'm even thinking of trying to put together an online uh, pro shop, uh, which uh, just uh, just something uh, for extra business. Uh, you know, it would uh, increase my customer base. So that's probably my next uh, attempt at at technology, and, and I'm looking forward to it because I've learned a lot through uh, uh, through these last couple of weeks. Dan, what what about for uh the Western New York PGA members of the organization. You're the president of the Western New York PGA. And what about for your fellow golf pros uh, throughout the entire section, which is a, it's a large section uh, here in, in Western New York. And um, just what your dealings have been with your, your fellow golf professionals and, you know, how they're affected by this and their assistants are affected by this. I mean, it's going to be, you know, everybody's income has been affected in, in some manner or other, but, uh, I know with pros, especially through pro shops and lessons, like those things haven't been happening. Well, we, uh, we're, we're blessed to have uh, a terrific executive director named Steve Barkowski, which I, I know uh, uh, the three of you know. And uh, as I got elected into the president's chair, and, and Jeff Metis knows because he was our, our section president, uh, of course, I was not prepared to go through coronavirus. None of us were. So um, our, our executive officers and Steve Barkowski, we've, uh, we've gotten together weekly again. Um, we, we talk pretty much every day. And, and what we've tried to do for the Western New York PGA members is get as much information out to them as possible uh, based on uh, the COVID uh, situations because everything changes daily. It's so fluid and there's so much information. And Steve Barkowski has done a, a wonderful job um, uh, getting all that information out via email or on our website to our members. And we also have uh, weekly done a Monday town hall uh, where we offer to all our Western Eric PGA members. So we've had 50 to 70 pros in the town halls. We've had seven or eight of them now. We've been lucky to have some of our national PGA leaders uh, uh, attend the calls too to let us know what's happened nationally. But it's been a a great avenue for us to get together uh, as Western York PGA pros in our section and talk to each other and uh, see what we're doing and what's happening, our carts going, what, what can we do with this, what's happening in your restaurant, uh, all the variables, because everybody it has a little bit different situation at their clubs, but you always can take this information and build it for your club. Uh, I can't believe the amount of information I've been able to send to my board of directors at Niagara Frontier. So really it's the information portion that uh, that the pros have shared on these town halls and Steve Barkowski has shared through our, our website and emails. Um, I, I think it's been great. Again, it's like my membership at Niagara Frontier. The members of Western York PGA have gotten together and helped each other. And uh, even uh, for myself, uh, I put a little uh, text group together just for the pros up here in Niagara County so we can all talk to each other and see what's happening at their clubs and, and share information. And really it's the information that's important. So that, that's how we've really, uh, uh, I think, done a, a pretty good job of, of helping our Western York PGA professionals. Yeah, we call them best practices. So everybody gets together, hey, what's working for you? What's working at your club? What doesn't work? And then, you know, and then you, like you say, you send those national guys come in and they're hearing it from all over the country and they have a 30,000 foot perspective on it. Quick question, Nooch. Um, the, uh, the driving range, is that a recommendation that came down from the state or is that just the best practice uh, amongst the CDC guidelines that driving ranges aren't open? Well, in all reality, a driving range should not be open uh, 
because right now uh, pro shop personnel are considered non-essential workers. So to run a driving range, obviously you'd have to have an employee out there picking the balls, washing the balls and such. So um, in all reality, according to CDC regulations and Governor Cuomo's executive order, the driving ranges should not be open. Uh, for us at Niagara Frontier, we just decided if a member wants to go out and hit their own balls, they're social distancing. If we have one or two do that a day, because not too many people want to pick up their own golf balls, then, then it, we find it's okay. And, and, and a lot of the uh, regulations uh, through the executive order, not a lot, but some of them, I think you have to kind of fine tune for your club. Obviously, carts are not allowed. Uh, sections of the course are closed down in that. But if you're social distancing, whether you're on a golf course or hitting your own balls on a driving range, we're okay with that. Dan Antonucci joining us here on Tee to Green, along with Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Minas. Dan is the head PGA Pro at Niagara Frontier Golf Club. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about membership information. If maybe uh, you're thinking about, hey, I, I might want to join a club here coming up this spring or this summer, uh, Dan will give you some great information coming up about Niagara Frontier. Uh, before we do that, let's get to our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week, brought to you by the Western New York PGA. And we're going to talk about wedge play here today. And uh, the reason we're bringing this up is selfish. Kevin and I, uh, courtesy of our tee to green partners at Callaway, gave us some new wedges to work on. Uh, but the degrees are a little different than what Kevin and I have had. So we're adjusting to that. And uh, as we've been playing, we want to talk about some of the different shots that we can hit here. Um, Dan, I'll start with you. Um, I've got wedges originally in the clubs I was playing that were 52, 56, and 60. The set that I have now are 50, 54, and 58. I know that might not seem like a lot. Maybe you could tell me that it isn't a lot or that isn't a big deal. But I know as I'm adjusting to them and without a range right now to figure out what my distances are, um, that 100 and in, I feel like I'm a little indecisive right now and not as confident as I'd like to be. So uh, I was just wondering if you could take – me and Kevin through a little process of what we should be thinking about and maybe just some options we have with our wedges when we're out on the golf course with that hundred and in sort of game. Well, first thought is that you have to build your set of clubs for where you play mostly. Uh, so I'll give you the example at Niagara Frontier. It's not a very long course, so I want to have as many wedges as I can in my golf bag. So I'm going to carry a pitching wedge, a gap wedge, a sand wedge, and a, a lob wedge. So it, it based, uh, I will base it to start with what my pitching wedge loft is, because you'll find that some companies are really uh, strengthening the loft on their pitching wedge. So my rule of thumb is you don't want to have more than four or five degrees between each of your wedges. And if you do that, your yardage uh, distances, your yardage gaps will be very consistent. Uh, so if my, um, if, if my pitching wedge is 46 degrees and I'm going to go with a 50, and then a 54 and a 58 like you, uh, which you'll see. Um, I, I think the best club I ever put in my bag was a gap wedge because I used to have a huge gap in yardage between my uh, pitching wedge and my sand wedge. Uh, so if you use that thought for degrees of loft, then, uh, you know, four to five degrees in between your, your wedges, then your, your yardage gaps are going to be pretty good. So then after that, you got to kind of, decide on what bounces you want on the bottom of the club and and maybe Jeff can talk a little bit about that uh, but that's just as important as picking your lofts too yeah Nooch has got a good point I, the story I tell is I used to have a Hogan pitching wedge was 51 degrees when I was a kid 
My pitching wedge now is 43 degrees. So you want to have something in between. Even there, you'd have seven degrees of, of gap. So you, you always want to have, like he said, four to five degrees of gap. And not all the clubs serve the same purpose. Your gap wedge doesn't need a big flange like a bunker club. You're very seldom going to play it from a bunker. Your lob wedge, you may want to use that for hitting bunker shots, or you may not. Um, depending on what you prefer for your for your bunker club, that's going to have a little different sole. Um, typically, I'll use a, a gap wedge that will have more of a sole like a, a pitching wedge or you know, a regular fairway club, a little less bounce, a little uh, a little thinner flange. My sandwich is typically my 56, my 54. You know, you can take a 54 degrees. If you open that blade up two degrees, Frank, you've created a 56-degree wedge. Right. So I wouldn't say there's a huge difference there. But like you said, I would put a sand wedge sole on that one, maybe a little bit more bounce. Not maybe. I would have more bounce on my sand wedge. And then my uh, lob wedge is going to be a little less bounce, a little more versatile club, because I'm going to use that for most of my short shots around my green. But if it's 58 or 60, I don't see a huge difference. But I would check the soles. You know, I don't want to have two sand wedge bounces on my 56 and my 60 because they're shoot serving different purposes. Yeah, the one thing uh, I found interesting, and this goes from my previous wedge set to the same. I have the same gapping Brian has, 50, 54, 58. Um, I rarely ever, I think the only time to take a full swing with any one of my wedges, aside from the pitching wedge, uh, but any one of those three wedges is out of the bunker. And that's with the 58. The other ones, they're all three-quarter swings, half swings. Um, I just rarely ever take a full swing. And uh, I've tried it one time this year with a 54 and came up short and was really disappointed because I realized I never take a full swing with my wedges. Is that is that unusual? No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's a precision shot, right? Newt, you want a, you know, a, a shorter swing. You know, you don't see tour players taking rips at their nine irons. No, it's a shorter, tighter, more compact swing more about controlling your yardage actually than it is distance you know it's it's the direction i mean it's more about controlling your yardage if you get the yardage right on the number that's what's important you, you may miss a little left and a little right but if you get it right on the number that's that's where you'll start to become a good wedge player if i add on to what jeff just said too uh, when you're taking your half shots and that wedges that's something that that uh, players should practice as much as possible everybody likes to get out on the driving range and try to hit the driver as far as they can but a good player uh, is going to practice as much wedge shots as they can and learn to control their distances. And uh, when, when you control your distances with your wedges, you become a much, much better player. The, uh, the last comment I'd like to add is, you know, we talked about that golf psychology. Chipping, pitching, and putting, they're like uh, defense in basketball. You know, you can be good at it every game. And if you work hard at it, you know, you may be off with your irons a little bit, but you work hard on your short game, it's always going to save you. Yep. Right. And, uh, it, an advantage sometimes of maybe being a member if you're out, you know, maybe at a quieter time on your course, there's the chance when you're, you know, 40 yards out, go ahead and throw down 10 balls or out of your bag and see what you can do with it. Um, you know, you might not have that opportunity to do that somewhere else. Um, but if you're a member somewhere, that's a chance to do it. And, and Dan, it is posting season, Brian, you can't do that. It's po <laughs> we're posting scores now. Oh, uh, no, I, I didn't mean, obviously, count the oh. – <laughs> Once a handicapped committee That's member, right. always a handicapped. Oh, there you That's go. Right. That is a job I'm glad I no longer have this year. Kevin <laughs> is always thinking about that. He's like, well, what are you writing down for your score on the score? <laughs> Dan, speaking of being a member here, uh, let's finish up with, uh, for those that maybe have thought about Niagara Frontier or maybe don't know anything about Niagara Frontier, um, what would you tell them and an opportunity to maybe check out if they're thinking about membership at your place? Well, Niagara Frontier uh, is just a terrific, fun, challenging golf course. Uh, 
we have a valley that runs through the middle of the golf course. I know you guys have played there, but uh, it, it affords all different kind of lies for you, uh, uphill, side hill, downhill, the blind shots. You use every club in your bag. And what I like the best about Niagara Frontier, I've been working there 28 years, and I never get tired of playing the golf course, which is a tribute to the golf course being uh, so fun to play. So if, if, you're, if you're a purist and you like golf, this is a terrific place. I think also we have one of the best practice facilities in, in Western New York. Uh, our, our practice range T is about 40 yards by 80 yards. So you're always going to hit off some perfect turf. And we've built four practice greens uh, that you can aim at out in the, in the, uh, in the landing area. Also, in between the greens, uh, we've cut a fairway. So you can practice your drives in, in your fairway woods and such. So if you really love golf, uh, this, is, this is a great place to come. We are a golf club. We have a nice restaurant facility, but we really focus on our golf course and the conditions. Uh, we try to keep uh, the membership level to come and play golf three and a half hour round. You're not gonna be playing any six hour rounds at Niagara Frontier. And the best thing about our course is the membership. We have just terrific people, down to earth people who love the golf and uh, you know, new members that come in before they know it, they have 20 new friends that are calling to play golf all the time. So it really, it, it, it's number one is, is our membership. And number two is our golf course. Number three is our practice facility. Just, uh, just terrific. I, uh, I, I've been real lucky in my career before I worked at Niagara Frontier. I worked at Craigburn Golf Club out in East Aurora. And I think I've, I've gotten to play two of the best golf courses two really different golf courses uh, in, in my career. In uh, Niagara Frontier right now, we're, we're running uh, great uh, programs with lifestyle memberships. We have all different options that uh, a player can sign up for, uh, whatever they may like. And uh, if they needed information for membership, they could email our membership director. His name is Jake Tino at jake at niagarafrontiergolfclub.com. That's Jake at NiagaraFrontierGolfClub.com, or they can call him directly at 716-425-6685. 716-425-6685. And Jake can talk to them more about all the options that, uh, that we have for, uh, for incoming golfers. Excellent. And all that, uh, the email information and the phone number information, if you didn't get a chance to get that down, it's all on their website, NiagaraFrontierGolfClub.com. Dan Antonucci, the head pro from Niagara Frontier Golf Club and the Western New York PGA president with us here on TD Green. Dan, thank you so much. I hope that uh, we'll be up doing a live show in person very soon. I sure hope so too. We'd love to have you guys and thanks so much for having me on today. Thanks again. Great all to right, see well, you, Nuch. All right, we'll, we'll take a quick time out here on TD Green. More coming up with Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis right after this on WGR. You're listening to Tee to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Tantara Golf Club, Briarwood Country Club, and Lancaster Country Club. Stay tuned, more Tee to Green coming up. Western New York Section PGA of America is ready to help you start your journey in the game of golf. 
The section, which includes Buffalo, Rochester, and Northwest Pennsylvania, is home to 275 PGA professionals and over 100 PGA-recognized golf facilities that have a collaborative mission of growing the game of golf in our region. Just look for the PGA badge at your local pro shop, and we can help you pick up a golf club for the first time, reaching your goals of playing golf in college, finding a career in the golf industry, or even take up the sport in a team environment through PGA Junior League or in our newly announced doubles program. PGA professionals are the experts in the game and the business of golf and are just waiting to share their experience and love for the game with you. To find out more information about the Western New York PGA, their charitable arm PGA Reach Western New York, and how you can join their programs and tournaments, visit the reinvented WNYPGA.com or join the conversation. Follow them on Twitter at WNYPGA or search Western New York PGA on Facebook or Instagram. The Western New York PGA has one goal, promoting and growing the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. And we're back on TD Green. I want to thank our friends at Scroy Financial, the locally family-owned and operated financial planning firm. They've been serving Western New York since 1971. That was when Jeff was 30. Uh, just kidding, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> go to Scroy Financial. <laughs> Go to scroyfinancial.com. That's S G R O I financial.com or give them a call at 674 6700 to set up a, a consultation with technology today. You can do it right from your home to their home and help you out in these uh, difficult financial times. Also, want to thank the Jumpa Agency and Agent Frank Jumpa of Allstate. Hey, you've been thinking about your insurance needs at this time. It's a great time to review those things. Uh, Check out the Jumpa Agency. It's G-I-U-M-P-A with offices in Clarence and in Williamsville with Allstate. All right, back here with Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. We want to thank Dan Antonucci, the head pro from Niagara Frontier Golf Club, for joining us last segment. Let's get to our Ryder Cup now, the latest on the Ryder Cup, brought to you by New Era Cap, the official cap of Team USA. Well, last week we talked about Rory McIlroy saying he wouldn't want to play in the Ryder Cup if there was no fans, he says that's the biggest part of what makes the event special. Uh, just yesterday here as we record uh, this segment, Patrick Harrington, the European captain, says, look, we might have to just play. He said, we owe it maybe to the game of golf, is what his quote was, that this event, in terms of next year, the President's Cup, the Olympics again will be pushed back in a part of next year's calendar. Who knows how much golf is going to actually get done this year. Because we may owe it to the game of golf to just play and understand that there might not be fans around. So, Padraig Harrington, Kevin, kind of going against what Rory said last week. Well, I, I, I think reality is maybe setting in. Like, hey, we we may have to play without fans here. And listen, he's he's the captain. He's been preparing for this for nearly two years. So, uh, you know, a lot of work has gone into it. Yes. Uh, they want to play. Ultimately, it comes down to the competition. Will it have the same verve? No. But, listen, you've played in matches before at your club and stuff. Like, there's energy to them. And I I think we all want to see the Ryder Cup be played. And I I think part of that is other sports saying, you know, for example, the NFL saying, we might not start till October. We might not have fans in in the NFL. Anything is on the table. So, I I think once you say – you keep saying no – um, you're, you're closing yourself off. Right now, you have to be open to any possibility. So I think that reality is going to be set in for Harrington. 
Yeah, I agree. We don't know what we don't know yet. And that's, that's a bit away. So, uh, and I think you're right. You proceed with the positive, you know, class is half full. Let's see what we can do and, and, and go from there. Uh, it's, it's too far out. There's too many things that are going to happen between now and then to know anything. I do agree. It'd be peculiar to play without it. And I understand why without fans. And I understand why you would want to play either way. There's good arguments on both sides. Another comment uh, this week, Nick Faldo was interviewed about that Ryder Cup, and he, you know, he just said again, too, we have no idea how it's going to play out. But they also brought up some other topics. One of them I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, they asked him about how guys are just hitting the, ball, the golf ball so far, the concern about can golf courses keep up. Um, and one thing he said was take away tees. And he said that will bring the distance down. He goes, it'll also really show you who's a truly skilled driver of the golf ball. I never thought of this idea. I've never heard of this idea. Jeff, what do you think about this? At some point on the PGA Tour, could you see them just saying, you know what, we can't just keep rebuilding golf courses. We can't just keep lengthening holes. I mean, is, is taking away tees the best idea here? Yeah, I would disagree with them. I don't think taking away tees will have that much of a change. You know, tees have been in the game since they used to put little piles of sand on the tee. You're allowed to start one shot a hole with an advantage on the tee, and that's why they have that. I also think these guys can hit three woods 285 yards in the air also, and then the companies would engineer something around that so you could still drive it super far from the, from the deck. So I don't think that would change it. The way I'd see it changing is if you put, you know, a little tighter restriction on the golf ball, but that takes away a lot of the fun for the average golfer. So maybe a two ball system, but taking the tee away isn't going to have that much effect. Sure. They'll hit it short in the first year or two until the engineering catches up, but they'll, they'll find a way around that. And these guys will blast it anyway. Kevin, do you think at some point on the PGA tour, and I, I don't think we'll see a uniform ball because of sponsorship that players have, unless you disagree. I don't think we'll see a uniform ball, but will we see a, a, at some point the clamps put on and say, look, for PGA Tour events or for professional events, these are your choices of balls to play amongst these brands and to keep – because that's what everybody keeps saying is that I, it, it's not I've, the driver, it's the, it's the ball. I've long, I've long thought that they should play with the same golf ball, just stamp it differently. So, for example, uh, you could uh, – Tiger Woods, here's your golf ball. They're stamped Bridgestone for the tournament. And Rory McIlroy, you know – I think he plays titles. Uh, you know, here, here's titles. Phil, here's your Callaway Chrome Soft stamp. We still buy, you know, the, the balls they manufacture differently. But I just think for the players, um, you know, make it a uniform golf ball. Or have one tournament where it's like that. Let's just see. Let's see what it does. It's the only sport where they all play a different golf ball. Now, I know you've got to control your golf ball. There's other variables that certainly go into it. So, um I just I think the NHL should use wooden sticks. By the way, I mean just things I think. Uh, hey, get off my lawn! Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. I um, will it happen? No, uh, I don't think it'll happen because um, guys have maybe a, a superior ball and they don't win all the time, or superior equipment and they don't win all the time. So it may not be necessary. Uh, I hate that idea of no tee. Sorry, Feldo. Don't like it. See, the USG already put limits on the golf ball. So yeah. I think they, everybody's pushed up to the limits, and I think that's as far as they're going to go. And then it's just brand variances and performance variances within those limits. That we're, That's the point we're at in the golf ball right yeah. now. The, 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 the way to do it, Brian, is you change the golf course as far as thickness of rough, 
narrowing fairways, um, roll off areas on the greens. I think that's that, that's the better defense. And you're seeing some of these courses change that where they're removing bunkers around greens and growing up rough because it's more difficult to control your golf ball out of that than it is out of the sand. Look at well, Oak Hill, what they did to 13. Yeah, I mean, look at the U.S. Open. I know we're going back a few years, but when you go back to when it was played at Marion, when Rose beat Mickelson, that they were concerned because it was the shortest golf course in quite some time uh, for any major. And no one was under par at the end of it. Now, we know the USGA sets up courses differently than the average PGA Tour event. But I think you're right, Kevin. It, if you keep the restrictions on the equipment of what it is, but the setup of the golf course, um, you, can, you can manipulate it if you need to with pin placement and rough and eliminating bunkers and things like that. So um, I, I'm all for – but, I mean, we enjoy the fact that you can watch on TV or you can go to an event live and, and see these guys blast away. That's a big part of it too. So I, I wouldn't want to lose it totally, but at some point I don't want golf courses to not be able to host events that are great golf courses because they say, Oh, it's too short. Like I, I don't want that to happen. It, and I think we're at the, we're at the peak for that. We're at the, we're as far as the ball is going to go. We're at all those things. So the courses that are in the rotation now, I think they're still in the rotation. And like Kevin said, there's a way to get those shorter courses worked back into the rotation, making it more difficult for major championships. Okay. Well said. Gentlemen, puts a wrap on another show. Good job. We will uh, do it again next Saturday. Sounds great. Okay. Yeah. Gorgeous weekend set here in Western New York. So uh, if you're heading out to the golf course, enjoy your time outside, follow the rules of uh, your course. And uh, we appreciate you tuning in here on Tee to Green. Say goodbye to Kevin Sylvester and PGA Pro Jeff Venus. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks to producer Derek Kramer for taking care of us this week on the air. We look forward to talking to you next week. Tee to Green, every Saturday right here on WGR. Are you serious about improving your golf game? Your first stop should be Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Woods to Wedges and their fitting studio is Western New York's first dedicated club fitting center. The heart of Woods to Wedges fitting studio is the TrackMan Pro Launch Monitor. Based upon Doppler radar technology, TrackMan is the most sophisticated piece of golf fitting equipment ever designed and is used by over 150 PGA Tour players. And be sure to check out Woods to Wedges with their new expanded hitting studios, fitting centers, and SAB Putt Lab Center. Their new studios can be utilized for fittings as well as lessons too. Their expanded selection will also give you the confidence to know that you'll get the very best in club selection that'll be custom fit for your game. So if you want to improve your game, get custom fit with the same technology that the pros use. Play the game with the clubs that are precisely fit to your swing. Call now and book your fitting at Woods to Wedges, 632-3021. Check out more online, woodstowedgesbuffalo.com. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, custom fit for your game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hyundai. 